Hello, dear friend. Thank you so much for watching and connecting one more time here with us in Victory Church Odessa. I am Gian, the founding pastor of this church, and I say hello to you. Thank you so much for connecting with us. Today, we will continue studying the Word of God. This is a Bible study, the series of the Apostle, the letter of the Apostle Paul to the Romans. We are in chapter 15, and I invite you to go to our website. It's on the screen, pchurch.us. And from there, you will connect with all the other platforms if you are interested in learning more about the pre previous episodes. So we are going to read now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please, Lord, guide us through this study. And this is the reading. Romans 15, from verse 14 through 16. My brothers and sisters, I know without a doubt that you are full of goodness and have all the knowledge you need. So you are certainly able to counsel each other. But I have written to you very openly about some things that I wanted you to remember. I did this because God gave me this special gift, to be a servant of Christ Jesus for those who are not Jews. I serve like a priest whose duty it is to tell God's good news. He gave me this work so that you, non-Jewish people, could be an offering that He will accept, an offering made holy by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Probably one of the things that we all struggle on a daily basis is, what do I do? It, it doesn't matter really what the problem is. It's always the same thing, right? We are always thinking, now what do I do? You find probably in the store, in Suddenly, that's your dilemma. What do I do? You are in your workplace, and then you think, what do I do? Sometimes it's in the house. Sometimes it's with your children, right? We all struggle with that question. What do I do? Paul says here that he is fully confident, listen to this, that you have all the knowledge that you need so you can find the right advice. It says, you can cancel, cancel one another. And that is interesting. You know, one of the characteristics of a good Christian is that this person will be humble. You know, the Lord Jesus even said that. He said that the, in the kingdom of God, sometimes you're going to see the weed and the wheat. And you know what is the difference, right? Both look, look alike, but the difference is the weed doesn't have any fruit. And they, it's always straight. While the wheat is different, the weight of the grain is going to make the little wheat branch, the little stick is going to go down and down and down. There is fruit in the believer, but certainly there is humility. And you can find that everywhere. You go different places, you are a believer, you travel, and one day you have the time to go to visit a church. And you will know that there are people there that are very humble, very friendly, very nice to you. And those individuals are exactly the, the kind of people that Paul is talking here. It's the kind of people that they are willing to counsel one another. One of the things that you will see in some groups is that some people don't think that they need the advice, the suggestion, the recommendation, the feedback from anybody. It's like they know it all. Paul here is 
in this paragraph, in this portion, is telling us this very, very Christian principle about being willing to receive counsel one from another. And that is something that we all should do, you know, because we all see life from our own perspective. It is interesting when you develop that relationship with mentors, with people with uh, more experience than you. Quite often they are older than you, right? But not always. Sometimes could be somebody very knowledgeable about something that you don't know. And it's part of uh, the good Christian character to be able to ask for a suggestion, a recommendation, even just the opinion. Keep that in mind. But on the other hand, Paul is telling us here that in the previous chapters, he has uh, explaining different things to, to us about salvation by grace, not judging others, accepting one another, etc. And he says, I have shared these things with you, who you, non-Jewish people, so you can be like an offering a pleasant offering in the eyes of God. Some, something that the Lord will say, Oh, I love this child. I love these people. My children. The Lord will be pleased with you. And Paul says here, And that is my privilege. That's exactly how I feel, you know. Personally, I feel that it's a privilege for me to be able to preach the Word of God. And uh, I do that every day. I spend my life literally preaching most every day. <laughs> I'm preaching. If I am not in front of a camera speaking, explaining God's Word to people, I am writing messages, I am writing sermons, I'm writing books or songs. And if not, I'm talking with people, whether it's through text message or phone calls or video conferencing, because I received that calling in my life to preach the gospel to everybody. But Paul says here, it is possible because the Lord called me to be his servant. Which again takes us to the same point that I was discussing earlier with you, the importance of being humble. You know, for many, many years, you go to churches, you go to different groups, you hear preachers, some of them are pretty phenomenal. There are outstanding speakers and phenomenal writers, sometimes people very eloquent, you know, articulate and knowledgeable about things. And they speak in churches and they have great personality with the right voice and who knows, the right probably personality. And they can present a little, uh, even they can look a little bit intimidating if you like, because you think, Boy, those people are really good. But what is the key for any person that is privileged to preach the Word of God is the humility. Understanding that presenting the good news is a privilege because we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, this is the deal. If you are listening to preachers that are willing enough to be humble and uh, willing to, to become true servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
you will start to learn those things from, from many people. You know that? Uh, I have seen a very interesting phenomenon in, the, in life, which is imitation. <laughs> you know, we, we imitate, right? So for example, you are with somebody that is con constantly moving his knee, his leg when he's talking with you, suddenly you will be doing it. <laughs> it's, it's almost uh, like a reflex, you know? Uh, on the other hand, you are with someone that is very calm and peaceful and he speaks slow. Suddenly you are more calm and peaceful and you are speaking slow. Imitation is normal, you know? Children imitate parents. And uh, listening to the Word of God from someone, your pastor, your Bible teacher, your mentor, it is wonderful. Just remember that humility needs to be part of that character. Because as you know, some people like to be the center of the attention. They like to to make a name for themselves, they like to, you know, show off whatever. And uh, some of the followers start to get that same uh, nature. And that is not what the Lord expects from us. Not from us preachers, pastors, speakers, Bible teachers. He doesn't expect that, the opposite. He's expecting that we will be an example of uh, humility and kindness and willing to serve. But the thing is sometimes we, the leaders of churches, we, we don't do that. Actually, we, we behave uh, sometimes the other way around. And you see that in some, certain, in some groups, right? Where even the main leader is not uh, um, available for anybody. You know, it's like a, it's a superhero there. <laughs> and uh, just keep that in mind, my friend. It's important that what Paul is telling us here, he says, I am like a priest sharing the good news, God's good news to, to you, non-Jewish people. Well, sometimes you, the average believer, has the same opportunity exactly the same opportunity. So you must be willing to take that chance and say one day, you know what, I'm going to share these ideas with a coworker, with a neighbor. I'm gonna tell them that I have faith in God. I'm gonna tell them that I believe in Jesus, that I believe in the power of God and praying and uh, this kind of things. But you, you think, but if I do that, that is like a commitment, you know? Because if I say that to a co-worker or a neighbor, if they know that I, can, I am a churchy guy, a churchy girl, well, they will expect that I behave in a certain way. Exactly. That is why Paul says, we become servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's your responsibility to reach out. You know, one great teacher, Bible teacher in seminary, told us this. He said, pastors, they need to 
create more pastors, make pastors. But the sheep, the flock, they are the one that they reproduce other sheep. You understand? Certainly, for us pastors, it's, it's a privilege to serve, to preach. But also, it's our responsibility to train people to become pastors, because eventually we will not be here. But it's important that we train them the right way, through our example in humility, becoming good servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. You, church member, the average church member, should follow that example, and then is when you think about the reproduction. You see, when we are talking about the flock, all the sheep in the pasture, there is one pastor, right? And the sheep reproduces. So they have more and more baby sheep. So that is your job. So don't be afraid of sharing the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ with your friends. And uh, it requires humility. It requires exposure. It requires the willingness to become a servant and remembering that somehow anyone can become like a priest or God because we, you and I, can share the good news that there is hope in the name of Jesus Christ, sharing that with everyone around us. Keep that in mind, my friend. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you next week. By Giancarlo Vicitoro. I know you have suffered, but what if you would have never met your mom because she died giving birth to you? That's the beginning of Simon's story. Then Simon's father died when he was only 15 years old. He was sent to a foster home where he was bullied, humiliated, and there was no one to protect him. But Simon decided to find a way to get his revenge by studying and becoming good at sports. He won a scholarship, and soon he started his own business, Simon's Yardwork. Mean people were envious of his success, but one day, Simon met and fell in love with Jackie. They were happy, until the FBI arrested Simon due to clues that incriminated him with several murdered people. Will Simon end up in prison? Don't miss the outcome of this story, The Best Revenge, the musical that will inspire everyone to pay good for evil. Go to mygiancarlo.com to purchase The Best Revenge on audio and video. Hey, 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 hey. That's all, that's all, that's all, folks. <laughs> Time to go home. <laughs> Ciao.